I don't know if anything like this has happened before. Farm workers, the real deal in Olympia by the hundreds, probably close to 300 farm workers rallying on the north steps of the Washington State Capitol this week. Thursday to be exact. And I was there. What a day that was. And, you know, farm workers uh, have made their presence known in Olympia before, but never in this kind of way. And other groups that claim to speak for farm workers um, have, you know, done rally rallies of sorts in Olympia before. But this issue of overtime an issue uh, an idea a new law that was supposed to help farm workers and is actually ending up taking money out of their pockets has people so frustrated and so passionate that they are eager to speak out uh, and and in full disclosure i helped organize this rally i just wanted to facilitate folks being able to have their voice heard it wasn't about what i thought it, you know, it wasn't about what some of the farmers who were supportive of this, it wasn't about what they thought. It was about what the workers think and feel and experience. This is The Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop on KGMI. Did I say that already? I don't think I've said that already. Anyway, thanks for being here on a Saturday morning where we talk about issues important to farming in Wycombe and Skagit County and across Washington State. I uh, am with an organization called Save Family Farming. And of course, this is near and dear to us. Farmers and farm workers, they are the people who feed the world. They work together. And what is bad for one is generally bad for the other. As much as some agitators right here in our own community would like to tell you otherwise, that it's adversarial, that it's farmer versus farm worker. No, that's... That's rarely true. And this new law mandating overtime in farming, it's, it's really, as we've talked about, applying a, a factory work type of schedule on farming that really is connected much more to Mother Nature. As I've admitted to recently, I can get a kind of a little bit granola with that. And, and that's my personal evolution. I used to be a little bit more critical of that way of thinking, but it really is about the natural world and being in tune with that. I mean, when when fruits ripen, we know about that here locally. All kinds of different crops are ready. It's not up to anybody's schedule. It's up to nature. And I don't want to, I mean, we can get into theological conversations depending on what your worldview is of who controls all that. And I certainly have my views, but that's not a conversation for here today. But we know that about farming, that it's not up to us. And, and so we can't force it into a cookie cutter five days a week, um, eight hours a day, 40 hours a week schedule. It, it, it doesn't work that way. When the crops are ready, they're ready. And you put in a lot of hours then because the next week when it rains, you might not put in so many hours. And certainly we know, I mean, with the weather that we had recently, how'd you fare with that cold snap? Whew. 
I think, if I'm not mistaken, then I haven't actually verified the records on this, but that cold snap was as cold, I believe, as it's been, at least up here in North County. It's, it was as cold as it's been, I think, my entire life. Since, since maybe a year before I was born, possibly. I have to go verify that to, to really say that for sure. But uh, yeah, three degrees. To get back to our issue, not a whole lot of people putting in a lot of hours anywhere doing that. Well, I guess in the dairy farms, that means more work, right? But th- there again is another example. Maybe during a snowstorm, you put in extra hours. And then when it calms down, you don't. Well, in a, on a berry farm... Are you going to put in a lot of hours doing a snowstorm? No, you aren't. That's just the way it works, and that's okay. So why penalize people then when they want to get those hours when they're available? Because they aren't going to be available next week or maybe in a few months or whatever the schedule might be. That's what's happening with this. It's also because of the price taker, not price maker. Farmers don't get to set their prices. They can't say, oh, our labor costs more now because after a certain threshold, our workers who still want to work have to be paid 50% more. That's the concept of time and a half overtime that a lot of folks are used to. And again, a lot of people would think, well, how could that be a bad thing? Well, this is how. Time and a half overtime after 40 hours a week is one thing in a factory where you can shut it down and pick up again on Monday and a factory where you can say the widget that we make here actually is going to cost a little bit more when we sell it in the marketplace because our cost of doing business has gone up. It doesn't fit, doesn't jive with farming and how it works. And that's why that kind of schedule doesn't work to be superimposed on something that it doesn't align with. It doesn't come out of was they were never designed to go together okay so in olympia farm workers speaking this uh, speaking out about this reality they're very frustrated because they're making less money as we heard right here on the program um the researcher ali hill from down in california where, where they've had a similar change albeit not in as aggressive of a rollout but a similar change in agricultural overtime and wage laws. They can say definitively by the data, there is a corresponding drop in the total number of dollars that farm workers are making as their income. Now, is that a good thing for farm workers? We still have groups to this day, even after our, you know, our rally that I'm talking about. And again, this is a farming show. I'm Dylan Honkoop. I helped uh, with help support and help with organizing this rally of farm workers at the state capitol on Thursday of this this week. Amazing to hear and, and to, to to see the courage of these folks that were willing to go there in a place that you know any of us from farm country aren't super comfortable in. You know, it's a lot of pavement and big marble halls, and that's all pretty intimidating. But they were there; they were unintimidated. They're passionate, speaking out about the harm that this is causing, the money that is being lost. This is this is real to them. Uh, it was, it was a sight to behold and something to hear, listen to, to the shouting if you can. (laughs) Nearly 300 workers gathered there on the, the, the North steps of the Washington state Capitol rallying. They marched around the building a couple of times speaking out. Um, oh, what I was going to say about when, when 
after this was all done, the, the, the groups that are so, so dead set, I guess I'll say, on their progressive ideal of, you know, things like overtime as a human right, it doesn't really make sense since it's a pretty recent concept to begin with and kind of arbitrarily set. But it's part of the labor movement. Um, some, you know, want to make this about race. That's racist that we uh, in the past had an exemption for overtime for, for farm work, which really ignores the history, the racial history of farm work. But that's a, a conversation for a different time. It, it's sad to see groups, and, and in this case, I'm referring to the United Farm Workers specifically. When the, the news came out, the news being King 5 news was uh, there at the state capitol when this farm worker rally was occurring. They cur- uh, covered it on the news that night and posted about it. <clears throat> they, ha- you know, they had got the other side of the story. You know, as as you do when you're covering things. So the farm workers are saying they don't want overtime. They want more hours. They want to be you know, the the chance went. Let me play another clip. There were a lot of them. Let, let's see if you can hear hear this guy here. Um, I think this is Jose. We don't want overtime. Overtime will not be paid. We want more hours. And that chant repeated time and time and time and time again. Uh, Listen to it one more time. We don't want overtime. Overtime will not be paid. We want more hours. And so that was on the north steps of the Washington State Capitol. We don't want overtime. We want more hours was the refrain. Uh, We want more hours also said in Spanish and let us work. And all, that also said in Spanish and several other things, lots of speeches by people, um, lots of chanting and again, marching around the state capitol. And, and so that is the, the one side of the story. What people are upset about hundreds of farm workers saying this, they weren't, you know, coerced into saying this. They are for this is from the heart. Genuine as can be. And of course, then they have to get the other side of the story. From United Farm Workers, which is, you know, the farm worker union. They are uh, trying to be active here in Washington State. They come from California. You know, the Cesar Chavez movement from from back when has now evolved into the UFW that it is today. What did they say? No, they discredited what these farm workers had to say and said that, that uh, the attempt to get something like what we're talking about here, seasonality as maybe a, a bit of relief for workers to be able to make some more money and relief for farmers to be able to get their crops harvested. No, in, in UFW's reaction, that's racist. So I'm trying to figure this out. If a group of nearly 300, almost across the board, Hispanic farm workers, Latino farm workers are chanting and shouting and frustrated about this and sharing heartbreaking stories about the, the, the awful impacts of this. Are they, I, I just have to ask this because this is what, this is, these are not my words. This is United Farm Workers saying that's racist. What? So are, are these farm workers themselves being racist against themselves? I can't figure this out. I mean, it just defies logic and it exposes 
the reality of these groups that, you know, we've been talking about for a long time, which is that they're not really about listening to the farm workers and then presenting, you know, that perspective, the genuine perspective of farm workers in what they're in and in how they're advocating. No, they have their minds made up already. And then they use farm workers to try to help them pursue their political ends. Sometimes that works out and sometimes it doesn't. Let me look for the actual quote here from um, United Farm Workers of America to King 5 News. This is this week. It's covered this farm worker rally in Olympia. Here, I'll read the story. King 5 News. United Farm Workers of America, a labor union that testified in favor of the original bill in 2021, said in a statement on its website that the exclusion of farm workers from overtime pay is, quote, racist. The union is actively campaigning for OT pay to be extended to all farm workers nationwide. Again, to the low information voter in the city is who I'm talking about here. People who have worked that factory and office job life their whole life. It's like, why, why would overtime be a bad thing? That means you make more money, right? No, it does not. Not if you work seasonal work. Not if you work in agriculture that's guided and controlled by Mother Nature when things are ripe, when when it's time to be busy and when it's time to be slow. And then you take a, a cookie, cookie cutter of eight-hour days, five days a week, 40 hours a week max, and you put that on, it does, it doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit. And so it's sad to see groups like this. United Farm Workers should know better if they really represent farm workers because farm workers know how this works. This is their life. Farm workers, farmers, this is our life. And this union is supposed to represent these folks, yet they don't seem to understand that. And they are not supportive of and even antagonistic toward real farm workers who are speaking out on an issue that they ideologically agree with. So why didn't you tell me, is it about advocating for farm workers or is it is advocating for farm workers when it's convenient for them, just a means to an end? I think we all know it's the latter. Anyway, very encouraging to see um, this gathering of farm workers. Let me see if I can um, grab another clip here. I want to share some uh, uh, more audio sound bites with you from uh, what was going on in Olympia here. Take a, take a listen to this guy. I forget what this guy's name was, but uh, he was on fire, man. He, he was riling the crowd up. La justicia engrandece las naciones. La justicia engrandece las naciones. I just liked this guy, and I don't think he really spoke much English, and, you know, my Spanish is terrible, so we couldn't really converse, but I just like the guy. It's weird, and it's like, you, I mean, I haven't, haven't really had a conversation, but you just know that you're a kindred spirit. He was out there riling the crowd up, and I was like, yes, and, and that's what they're saying there in Spanish. We don't want overtime. We want more hours. Because these folks know. And it's so insulting for advocates, quote unquote, and I'm using air quotes very facetiously here. Groups like Community to Community Development, United Farm Workers, Familias Unidas por la Justicia, Colombia Legal Services, all these groups that claim to be about the farm worker. 
to be actively working against what farm workers are calling for here. And when farm workers do speak out, working to silence those voices, it's disgusting. It's insulting. It's insulting because they're saying, we know better. They're essentially saying, and this is from Familius Unidas, por la justicia, that basically they're suggesting that all these workers have been manipulated into misunderstanding how overtime is supposed to work. They have been lied to or, or some, you know, coerced into having this position. Never mind that they're real people who are smart and know what's good for them and their family and their financial situation. And they're simply lobbying for that and the well-being of their family and their ability to pursue the American dream. But these groups don't like that because it stands in the way of their ultra far-left progressive political agenda. That's what's going on here. I'm out of time to rant for this uh, part of the show, but we've got more straight ahead. Scott Dilley is coming up uh, to give us some background. There is political hope on the future for this issue of overtime. And uh, I'll also have a keyword uh, coming up later in the program for you to text where you can send a message in support of this uh, issue, this fix that farm workers are begging for, asking for, rallying for in Olympia. Again, the farming show continues here on KGMI. Uh, I'm Dylan Honkoop. Stay with us. Scott Dilley with Wafla is in with us next here as we continue on the farming show. 